the first thing I've got to ask is somebody with a brain who will show me how to run this new fangled electronic computerized heating and air conditioning system. Because I can get that thing to do something and two minutes later, it's something else. You know, and then I lose what little religion I've got. It's an awful thing. You know, so I need somebody to actually show me what I'm doing. Stop touching it. Okay. (laughs) Every one of you need Jesus in your heart. Let's just have an altar call right now. In this Christmas time, this time of Advent, this time of preparation, this time of celebration, we're, we're focused on the gospel. Now, I want you to understand, we're not just focused on the gospel so you can get the gospel. Okay? We're focused on the gospel because we're supposed to be communicating our, the gospel to a lost world. Now, somewhere along the line, we kind of lost that. You know, somewhere along the line, we kind of got the idea that communicating the gospel to lost ones around us was kind of an option. Can I be honest with you about something? I, I read the word. I don't see the option. Can anybody teach me the option? We can have a debate right now. You know, we really, you know, and, and understand, I'm not saying go jam the gospel in on people. I'm saying pray and pray and pray and pray. Anybody know what I'm going to say next? And no. Honestly, to me, there's nothing more psychotic and more repulsive than having somebody just run around jamming the gospel in on people. You know, you know, you need Jesus. If you had real hair, you wouldn't go to hell. You know, I mean, you know, it, 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 it you know, and we laugh. But, you know, I mean, I had a guy at the gym one day come in on me and I was like, whoa. And he's like, what do you mean, whoa? Wait, you don't get Whoa. You know, I said, dude, I'm a Christian, but I don't even like you. It was the way he was doing it. He was doing it down. He wasn't doing it to lift me up. He was doing it so that he could feel like he had done something, but it didn't make me want to be a Christian. In fact, I thought about getting unsaved. I'm joking if you don't know. But the reality is, that's not what I'm saying. But guys, pray and pray and pray. I'll say it again, what I said in my prayer. I don't think we understand it. I don't think we believe it. Every one of our loved ones and friends and neighbors and enemies and everybody else that does not know Jesus as their Savior and their Lord are under the dominion and the domination and the power of evil. And, and kids, you've got to understand something. I'll say it this way. You don't know how many kids I have sat with that murder, murdered a multiplicity of people. And they look at me and say, Pastor John, I don't even remember doing it. 
You see, what are you trying to do? Scare us? Whatever it takes. You know, I mean, that kid, I keep reading about this fella that had a girlfriend and he murdered his wife, pregnant wife and two children. And they say it was a real nice guy. You see, what are you trying to say, Pastor? What I'm trying to say is, if you're not in Christ, Satan can actually, in the end, make you do anything he wants you to do. You don't know how many people have sat across my desk and said, Pastor, I don't know why I did that. And I'm like, I can explain it to you right now. You go to church, but you're not a Christian. Guys, please hear me. Please become focused. Please become compassionate. Please understand this. We, we live these lives where we think, well, my so-and-so one time when they were two years old told the preacher and asked her, Jesus said, so they're okay. Well, they're okay if they're Christians. I am so tired of this theological foolishness. I like John Wesley. I like John Calvin. Don't tell the DS I like John Calvin. I like all of these dudes. But every one of these human systems breaks down. There's only one system that doesn't break down. And that's the system of the book. Amen. And God doesn't want us out here living like hell thinking we're going to heaven. Are you with me? And so I, I, you know, and that's kind of where we started with the gospel last week. We started with the fact that, that just like God impregnated a little 15 year old girl with a seed that became the son of God, he wants to impregnate every one of our lives with an almighty miraculous seed of his. Has he done it? Has he done it? Have you allowed him? Let me help you with something right now. And I'm starting to recognize this because I'm seeing a lot of people who call themselves Christians. And I'm sorry, they're not. Call me judgmental. Call me whatever. I'm a fruit watcher. Are you listening to me? There ain't no fruit. If there ain't no fruit, the seed was never planted. The fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering, and you, you, all those wonderful things. And the bottom line is, if they're not there, you need to get down and make sure that that heart and that mind is truly ready for that seed to be planted. Are you with me? Are you with me? You need to get this, church. You need to get this. Because there should be a difference between you and your neighbor if they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if there's not, there's something wrong. Amen? I'm trying to be positive, but I always go negative because I'm more prophetic than I am pastor. Amen? But it scares me, guys. I'm going to be honest. The church scares me. The church and the organization of the church, listen to the stuff that happens in the church. There's no difference between that and the average organization. Well, they don't like each other. Well, they need to get saved. Oh, they are saved. No, they're not. No, they're not. When you're saved, you you love like Jesus. If you mess up, you ask forgiveness, you do it again. Are you with me? Are you with me? Has that seed been planted? Let us remember what the gospel is. The gospel is the good news that God became flesh 
Somebody say amen. amen. To accomplish for us what we could never, ever, 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 ever accomplish for ourselves, salvation. Amen. Say amen again. That was a little weak. That, all three of you. Okay, let's do it again. Salvation. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. This is important. Because there's a lot of people that think they're saved because they're kind of good and they go to church. And they're not saved. Okay? They're not born again. The seed has not been planted. Okay? Under, understand that. Jesus Christ came because he loved us. The gospel is the consequence of God's love for you and me. Amen? He loves you. Always has. Always will. Now get this one. Church don't like this one. Church likes to put caveats and, and, and boundaries on this one. No matter what, he still loves you. I know about you, but there were plenty of times where the church or devil or somebody convinced me God didn't love me because I was struggling with something. Well, how could he love you? I don't know. How could he love you? I want you to get this. And Jesus Christ came, we'll talk more about this next week, to show us how to live We're not supposed to be doing our own thing, guys. Somebody please say amen, or I'll say it ten times. He showed us how to lead. You got to understand something. If you are filled with God's Holy Spirit, you are a leader. You know, there's me, and there's my dad. I say 5,000 words a minute. He says one. But he's a leader. Usually when I talk, nobody listens because I talk too much. When he says something, people listen. He's like, they're like shocked. What I'm saying, it's not a personality issue. People are like, oh, I don't have a leadership personality. (laughs) Really? No. Jesus Christ teaches us how to lead. He led those around him, mostly by the way he just lived. Amen. Amen. He taught us how to live. He taught us how to lead. He taught us how to love. Can Can I just be totally honest with you about something? I don't think we get that one at all. I'm sorry. I don't. Predominantly, everybody loves those who do what they want. But actually, that's just like. And that can go away real quick if somebody does something you don't like. Praise God, the agape love of God loves me no matter what I do. The agape love of God inside of godly people loves everyone no matter what they do. You may not like what they do. You may not agree with what they do. You may not agree with what they say. But you're a Christian. You still love them. Amen? Amen? Amen. 
I want you to get this. This is the gospel, man. This is awesome. This is powerful. It really, really is. This week, our focus is the fact that the creator, almighty king of the universe, because he loves us, left his throne in heaven, came down through the heavens, and clothed himself in flesh. And what a beautiful nursery they had prepared for him. Gold on the walls. 970 million count sheets. I don't even know what that means, but I hear that, you know, sheets, got counts, you know. To me, a sheet is something you crawl in between and go to sleep. I mean, the crib was pure silver. When he was born, the trumpets blared. Amen? Isn't it a wonderful sight? You know? I mean, when he came, he had teddy bears everywhere. He had the most ornate thing hung over his crib. And went, you know. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You know. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? It's almost as cute as the little manger stories we do in church today. Anybody get the joke? Folks, the almighty creator king of the universe came down through the heavens to save me and you. And he was born in a barn. I said to the nine o'clock group, I said, could you imagine one of the Kardashians born in a barn? Can anybody tell me what the Kardashians have ever actually done? Other than show themselves. The, The royals. I love this stuff about the royals in England. If you like them, I apologize. I don't understand why we pay attention to them. I cannot care whether Megan and the other one get along. Seriously. You know? Just like the Kardashians. What have they ever done? You know? The Kennedys. Other than get rich. When nobody was supposed to be selling alcohol. And Joe was selling alcohol. Other than that, what have they ever done? You know? But, but could you imagine one of them being born in a barn? You know? I mean, we were talking about it at 9 o'clock, about the, what in the world was that all about? I mean, those people of status in this world would have never been born in a barn. What I said was, maybe Jesus came and showed us what status really was. Because don't tell the Kardashians I said this. But he has more status than them. But how often do we do the same things? How often do we buy things? Or how often do we wear things? Or how often do we have to have this and have to have that? Because to show our neighbors and our friends our status. 
And Jesus said, if you'll listen, I'll show you what status is. I am the creator of the world. I control everything and everyone. If I want Donald Trump in office, he'll be in office. That's the only way he got there. All right. If I want him out, he'll be out. Are you with me? I'll show you status. I got the status. Let me show you how status acts. I came and I was born as lowly and humble as anyone could have ever been born. Wow. Wow. Mm. Wow. Then his mother was pregnant engaged, not married. Whoa. And I know we've more and more and more accepted that and that's cool and that's wonderful and whatever and that's, that, that's okay. But back then, if you got preg- pregnant, especially if you're engaged out of wedlock, they could stone you to death. It was a big deal. <laughs> It was a great big deal. You know? Here is the almighty creator king of the universe being born to an unwed mother in a barn. Just between me and you, God should have called me. I could have thought of a better way. But I think he knows what he's doing. We were talking about 9 o'clock, the, the fact that not only uh, what, what was all of this perfect, even though to us it doesn't seem very perfect, God even used the IRS to make things happen the way they happen. <laughs> they were going to pay their taxes, man. You know, they're going to pay the taxes. They get to the inn. There ain't no room in the inn. And that's why the almighty creator king of the universe is born in a barn. It all came together the way it was supposed to come together, even though it doesn't look like it really came together very well to me me and you. But even though it seems off balance, even though it is almost troubling, even though you're going, why? What happened that night, the way it happened, where it happened, was perfect. You see, I, I don't know about your life, but there's things in my life I don't know how they're going to work out. Anybody else like that? You know? There are things in my life that, that, that I allowed into my life many years ago, and I still struggle with them. Anybody else have that? You know? And... and 
sometimes I wonder if God still loves me because I'm still struggling with that. And I get this idea, and I think I know who who it comes from, that if I was a real Christian, I wouldn't struggle with that anymore. Anybody with me? You know? And, And I look at these things, and you ever prayed that God would just take something away like, 900,000 times. And he doesn't. I even throw the charismatic thing in, in your name. And I tell it, you said anything I asked your name, you would do it. Now what are you doing, man? Anybody else struggle with that one? <laughs> and as the Southerners used to say, he breaks me from sucking eggs because he doesn't. I have no idea what sucking eggs means, but that's what they say. I guess they used to... No, no, let's not go there. We wonder sometimes, because it seems like everybody in our lives is complicated. It, It seems like everybody in our lives that needs Jesus, we're really just not sure how to perfectly communicate the love and grace and gospel of Jesus Christ to them because they're all entangled in stuff. Right? And you kind of feel this burden that if you tell them about Jesus, you need to be able to tell them how to get untangled and get it right. And, and I'm sorry, I don't know how to untangle anybody. Now, if they want to pay me big money to talk to me, I'll do my best. I don't know how to fix anybody. I don't know how to fix anybody's situation. I, I, I don't know how to make things right and better for them. I don't know how to get their lives right. Lots of times they don't even think their lives are right or wrong. And I'm like, yeah, but it says it here. And they're like, no, I don't think that's true. I'm like, oh my goodness. Then I come to the realization. It's not my responsibility to fix them. It's not my responsibility to untangle them. It's not my responsibility to tell them what's right and what's wrong in their life. It's my responsibility to, the, to communicate to them the author of love and grace that is in the process of making it right in my life. You know why I love this story so much? It kind of says to me that no matter how low I will ever get, no matter how out there the consequences of my bad decisions and sin may be, no matter how depressed or hurting I may feel, 
Jesus Christ, who was willing and purposely was born in a barn, is willing to come to where I actually am. To love me right there. To heal me right there. And even though there may be all messy and dirty and, I love this theological term, yucky. Theologians would say debauched. Whatever that means. He's like, I'm here. That's why I was born the way I was born. Huh? Are you with me? That's why I had to live in the craziness that I lived. We'll talk about that next week. That's why I had to die the excruciatingly painful mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, relational, the painful death I had to die. But don't tell nobody. But the gift on Sunday is I didn't stay there. I rose again. Don't tell anybody I said this. You don't have to stay there either. You say, what are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying is, you don't have to stay there. God Almighty, the creator, king of the universe, who came and was born in a barn among a bunch of smelly animals in a feeding trough, is willing to come to wherever you might be. And I have people say, well, they made the decision. Here's the coolest part. God knew I wasn't real bright from the beginning. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. And he knew we would make those kind of decisions. But because of his love for us, he was willing to come right there, man. Amen. Here's the coolest part. Anybody got neighbors or relatives that are really out there? (laughs) Zoma, don't point to him like that. Here's the coolest part. The ones that are really out there, they don't feel like anybody, especially God, can love them and relate to them where they are. You say, well, what message do I have for them? I'm not a psychologist, you know. I'm not a super person. You got the message. God Almighty, creator, king of the universe, came and was born for you in a nasty, smelly, moo and oink barn. And now he is willing to come to anywhere or wherever you are 
even if you made the bad choice. Satan uses that one on me. Well, you decided you made your mess. You get yourself out. That's a lie. That's a lie, kids. Girls, can you put up there the Hebrews passage, please? Therefore, since we have this great high priest who has ascended into heaven. (laughs) Kids, he ain't just sitting up there watching. He is your greatest cheerleader. And he is your advocate no matter how many times you have messed up. And I don't know about you, but I've needed him plenty of times. Amen? Amen. Amen. That great high priest who ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us us hold firmly to the faith we possess. Next verse, please. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize or sympathize with our weaknesses. We'll talk a lot more about this next week. Kids, (laughs) from birth, he was dealing with the same stuff and garbage and temptation and ugliness we do. And more. Yet, One, without sin. We don't have a high priest who can't empathize with our weaknesses. We have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Verse 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace. He does not want you coming here. Oh, I know I deserve it. Oh, I know I've been stupid. Oh, oh. He wants you to come to him and say, praise your holy name. You loved me, always have, always will, no matter what. You died for me. You rose again for me. You set your Holy Spirit for me. You want to save me. You want to set me apart. You want to sanctify me. You want to restore me. You want to restore me to health. And the bottom line is I come to you with confidence because I'm tired of feeling bad about everything. Amen? So that we may receive mercy and fine grace in our time of need. Do we do that? Or do we try to fix ourselves up before we go to him? Or here's what I've done. Maybe if I wait a couple days, he forgets what I did. Huh? Huh? Are you with me? But let me say this again. I'm not telling you that you want to stay in the infection and the mud you're in. Come to him. Let him come to you where you are because he loves you, died for you right there. And he wants to love you and save you and sanctify you and set you apart to eternal health. Amen. 
Does anybody else get tired of hearing Satan tell me he doesn't give a rip? Anybody else get tired of Satan telling me that the bottom line is I've done too much and I made this mess and Jesus Christ wants me to fix it? Anybody else get tired of just feeling like sometimes I've just gone too far and maybe I've said the wrong things or done the wrong things and God doesn't care anymore? I want you to understand something. He came down through the heavens and he was born in a barn. From birth to death, he dealt with all the same trash we do and now he's saying to you and he's saying to me, no matter where you are, no matter what you're being tempted by, no matter where you're scarred, no matter how much you've done, no matter what the sin may be, I want to meet you and meet you at your point of need and I want to save you right there. I want to fix you. I want to heal you. I want to make you whole and I want to make you holy so that when you stand before me, You stand there with a smile on your face. Amen? Are you good? Are you good? Or are you struggling with this? Do you keep listening to the wrong voices? Do you keep listening to the hopeless voices? Do you keep listening to the voices telling you you're helpless? Do you listen to the voices that tell you you've done too many bad things and he doesn't care anymore? Well, today's a good day to say if he was willing, the almighty creator king of the world, the universe, was born in a barn. And you know what? He is willing to come to where I am. He is willing to go no matter how far out I've gone, no matter how how much dominance that thing has in my life, no matter how long I've been doing it, no matter how bad I feel about it, no matter what Satan's telling me, the bottom line is this is my day to say, nope, I'm flipping that. I'm making Jesus Lord of that and not the evil one that has been telling me this mess for too stinking long. Let's all stand. Pastor, I got to get this right today. I've been listening to the wrong voices, and they've been doing a, they've been wreaking havoc in my head and my mind and my heart. I need to get it right. I need to show everybody in my world I can get it right. I need to show everybody in my world that even though I absolutely was nothing but a sinner, that I've been saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. I have been set free and I have become a new man or a new woman. Today's a good day. Today's a good day. You don't have to go out of here anymore. Wondering, You can go out and say, you know what? 
I know that has been a thorn in my side. That has been a sin in my life. That has been something that has driven me for too long. That has been something that has defined me for too long. Today, I am making Jesus Christ, the one that was born in a barn, because that's the way I feel sometimes, the one that was born in a barn, the one who lived against all temptation and won, the one who died, the one who rose again, and the one who sent his spirit. He's in charge. He's the Savior. He has control because I've given him control. No longer will I allow myself to think that way because now I know who's there and I know who owns that area of my life. And it's Jesus Christ, the one who loves me so much, the one who was willing to come and be born in a barn just for me. Because I've entered that barn too many times. Anybody would just step out and come stand at these altars or kneel at these altars and say, Pastor, i got to get it right today. I've been doing it wrong for way too long. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Anybody would say with an uplift of hand, Pastor, I'm getting it right today. I'm making it right today. He's the Savior and Lord of that area of my life that's been kicking my tail for too long. I know I'm not supposed to say tail in church, but it's okay. I've been losing too long. I've been allowing Jesus, I've been allowing the devil to tell me that Jesus can't care for me there, but he can care for me there because he was born in a barn. Amen? Amen. And pastor, I'm going to tell people about this. I'm going to tell people that no matter how lost they may feel, No matter how dumb things they decided, no matter how far out there they may feel like they are, no matter how many times Satan tells them they've done too much, I'm going to tell them. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Jesus was born in a barn. (laughs) Jesus was born to an unwed mother. Jesus' lineage. Oh, my goodness. I I didn't even get into that today. You think your family's kooks. But Jesus Christ came down. And he wanted to show each and every one of us, no matter where we are. Let me throw this in. No matter where we might in the future get to, sadly. He's willing to come to where you are. And love you and save you to eternal health. Amen? I'm going to tell somebody, Pastor. i got to tell somebody. This is awesome. I'm going to tell somebody. I don't know how I'm going to tell somebody. Raise your stinking hand. I, I'm going to tell somebody. All right? All right? Just, just lie. Go ahead. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Father, today, we thank you that you were willing to come and clothe yourself in flesh and be born in a barn. I know there have been times in my life, even in the last 20 years, that I felt so hopeless and so helpless and so angry and so frustrated that I just felt so lost. I just felt like there wasn't any up. (laughs) But that's why you were born in a barn. 
Because no matter where you are, where we are, you are. And there is up. <laughs> you do love us right there. You do save us right there. You do set us free right there. You will pick us up. You will brush us off. You will clean us up. You will fix what's broken. You will heal those scars. You absolutely will make us holy and you will make us whole and you will begin the recreative process of recreating us in your holy, awesome, powerful image that we were created in. Father, today I pray for everyone here that we would just decide today to listen to this message. We would stop allowing those voices to tell us that we're too far gone. Or because we just can't seem to shake this or that, that somehow God can't live in us or God can't love us anymore. Praise your holy name. You were born in a barn. Father, today, help us to make a decision that because of who you are and you were born in a barn and because you love us, that we can come before you, come before your throne of mercy and grace and power and healing and you can restore us and you can love us because you care about us and we just praise your holy name for that today. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as we leave this building today, that we would leave knowing the reality That no matter what our struggle is, no matter what our temptation is, no matter what the dirt is, no matter what we really hurt about, you're right there. And you died. And you rose again. And you sent your Holy Spirit to us. And you will raise us up. You will set us up free. You will make us the holy people that we were created to be. Praise your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 And all God's people said, amen. 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 God bless you.